Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, episode titled Scandal in Bohemia, where Holmes finds himself evenly matched when he is employed by the King of Bohemia to retrieve an indiscreet photograph from the American actress and singer Irene Adler. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. Where is it? Where is it? I'm losing my patience with you, lady! You whoring! This isn't going to work. Let her go. Let me cut her up a bit. No. You heard the orders. Besides, look at that face. You wouldn't want to ruin its market value. (laughs) Superb. Let her go. A Scandal in Bohemia by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Dramatised for radio by Bert Cools. With Clive Merrison as Sherlock Holmes and Michael Williams as Dr John Watson. And featuring Sarah Bedell as Irene Adler and Andrew Sachs as the King. A Scandal in Bohemia. To Sherlock Holmes, she is always the woman. I have seldom heard him mention her under any other name. In his eyes, she eclipses and predominates the whole of her sex. It was not that he felt anything akin to love for her. All emotions, and that one particularly, were abhorrent to his precise analytical mind. Love! Love is an emotional thing, and whatever is emotional is opposed to true, cold reason. Which you place above everything else. Of course, I should never marry myself. (laughs) I'd like to see the woman who'd take you on. Lest I bias my judgment. I trust that my judgment may survive the ordeal. And yet to him, there was one woman. And that woman was the beautiful Irene Adler of dubious and questionable memory. I had seen little of Holmes lately. My marriage had drifted us away from each other. My own complete happiness and the Holmes-centred interests which rise up around the man who first finds himself master of his own establishment were sufficient to absorb all my attention. While Holmes, who loathed every form of society with his whole bohemian soul, remained alone in our old lodgings, buried among his books and his chemicals, and alternating, so I presumed, 
between cocaine and ambition, the drowsiness of the drug and the fierce energy of his own nature. Beyond the occasional vague accounts of his activities, which I shared with all the readers of the daily press, I knew nothing of my former friend. Then, one night when my journey home from a patient led me through Baker Street, and I passed the well-remembered door, I was seized with a keen desire to see him again. Good evening, Mrs. Hudson. Oh. oh, I do beg your pardon. Good evening, sir. My name is Turner. May I help you? Uh, well, uh, is Mr. Sherlock Holmes in? He is, sir. Do you have an appointment? Uh, an appointment? Uh, no. No, I don't. I'll ask if Mr. Holmes will see you. What name shall I say? Dr. Watson! Mrs. Hudson! It's good to see you again. Martha, you shouldn't be on your feet. Nonsense, Alice. Come in, Doctor. Come in. Thank you very much. Now, Martha, you go and rest. Oh, stop fussing round me, Alice. I'm perfectly all right. Just as you like. I'll be in the kitchen if I'm wanted. Mrs. Hudson, who on earth was that? Oh, you mustn't mind her, Doctor. She's my cousin. Alice Turner. She's been giving me a hand. Have you been ill? Oh, I'm fine now. She'll be off home in a day or two, and neither she nor Mr Holmes will be shedding a tear about it if I'm any judge. <laughs> now, let me look at you. Doctor, you're a real sight for sore eyes. And how's Mrs Watson? Oh, she's very well, thank you. Mrs Hudson, you shouldn't let him wear you into the ground. Why didn't you send for me? Now, sir, you have your own life to lead. And a good woman to be thinking of. I'll announce you. No, 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 no. You stay down here and get some rest. Do you, uh, do you think he'll be pleased to see me? Of course he will. Up you go now. <sighs> yes, what is it? Come in, Mrs. Turner. Good evening, Holmes. What's... I was... passing the door. Pray, come in. Thank you. Oh, it's a cold night. Wedlock suits you. You've put on seven and a half pounds since I saw you last. Seven. Just a trifle more, I fancy. Perhaps. You are back in practice, but your list is not yet a long one. Tonight you called on a patient in a prosperous household to which you travel by four-wheeler. You got yourself very wet lately, and you have a most clumsy and careless servant girl. Would you care for a whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dear fellow, how are you? <laughs> Oh, I, I've been kept busy. I'm delighted to hear it. Take, take off your coat, Watson. <clears throat> Have a seat. Thank you. Now, you'll join me in a drink. Oh, that would be very welcome. Uh, how is Mrs. Watson? Oh, she's in excellent spirits. Oh, splendid, splendid. Ah, uh, here. Here we are. Thank you. Your very good health. 
Adios. Mary is just about to give notice to our servant girl, though how you could tell she was so bad is beyond me. You know, if you'd have lived a few centuries ago, you would certainly have been burned. That would have been a tragedy. The world would have been denied your colourful exercises in romantic fiction. Oh, you mean those reprehensible little efforts that have made your name and brought you so much work? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Don't waste your time thinking up another sarcastic answer. Just tell me how you knew about Mary Jane. By the inner side of your left shoe. <sighs> Go on. <laughs> the leather is scored by six parallel cuts where someone has very carelessly scraped mud from the edge of the sole. Mud so long neglected, it's completely crusted. Hence, my double deduction that you've been out in vile weather and that you had a particularly malignant boot-slitting specimen of the London slavey. <laughs> Ridiculously simple. Well, then I won't insult your intelligence by explaining the rest. Have a look at this. Mm -hmm. Came by the last post. Mm. Pink paper. No address, no date, no signature. They will call upon you tonight at a quarter to eight o'clock. A gentleman... Oh, Holmes, that's in about five minutes. Read on. A gentleman who desires to consult you upon a matter of the very deepest moment. Your recent services to... One of the royal houses of Europe, Holland, have shown that you are one who may safely be trusted with matters which are of an importance which can hardly be exaggerated. Oh, Holmes. Yeah. This account of you we have from all quarters received. Be in your chamber at that hour. What do you imagine it means? Now, what's now many times? It's a capital mistake to theorise before one has data. But we have the note itself. What do you deduce from it? Uh, it's a man's writing, and he's well-to-do. Paper like this couldn't be bought under half a crown a packet. It's peculiarly strong and stiff. Peculiar is the very word. It's not an English paper. Hold it up to the light. Uh, ah. Yes, there's a watermark. E.G.P.G.T. Paper Company's monogram. German. Very good. Agria Papier Gesellschaft. Agria? Uh, in Bohemia, and the writer of the note is a German speaker. Ah, uh, ah, this account of you we have from all quarters received. <laughs> Only a German is so uncourteous to his verbs. <laughs> <laughs> Aha. What is it? Teutonic punctuality. Uh, I believe I heard... Yes, a nice little broom. And a pair of beauties, 150 guineas apiece, easily. Ooh, there's money in this case, and there's nothing else. And there is our man. What's he like? Six foot six, built like Hercules, appallingly overdressed and exhibiting an intense desire for anonymity. Anonymity? He's wearing a mask. A mask, for goodness sake? Ah, I'd better go. Not a bit, Doctor. Stay where you are. Yeah, but, but your client... Never mind him. You'll find a notebook and a pencil on my desk, if you've no objection. My dear fellow, I am lost without my Boswell. Thank you, Holmes. Well, whoever he is, he survived Mrs. Turner. <laughs> Come in! You had my note? I told you that I would call. You did. Uh, pray, take a seat. Who is this person? This is my friend and colleague, Dr. Watson. Whom have I the honour to address? You may address me as the Count von Kram, a Bohemian nobleman. 
I should much prefer to communicate with you alone. I shall leave. No, Doctor. It is both or none, Count. You may say before this gentleman anything which you may say to me. Mm. Uh, very well. <clears throat> you will excuse this mask. The august person who employs me wishes his agent to be unknown to you. And I may confess that the title by which I have just called myself is not exactly my own. I was aware of it. The circumstances are of great delicacy and could grow into an immense scandal. It is not too much to say that the whole course of European history could be affected. To speak plainly, the matter implicates the great house of Ormstein, kings of Bohemia. Uh, uh, I was also aware of that. <clears throat> Sir! You were represented to me as the most energetic agent and most incisive reasoner in Europe. Your informant was not in error. This is intolerable. If you would condescend to state your case, I should be better able to advise your majesty. Your majesty? <sighs> you are right. I am the king. <laughs> Why should I attempt to conceal it? Why, indeed. Your Majesty had not spoken before I was aware that I was addressing Wilhelm Gottreich Sigismund von Ormstein, Grand Duke of Kassel-Ferrstein and hereditary King of Bohemia. Do please sit down. Thank you. Uh, Doctor, if you please. Certainly. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm taking notes. Confidential notes. Very well. The facts are briefly these. Oh, ah. Some five years ago, when I was still only Crown Prince, I made the acquaintance of the well-known, adventurous Irene Adler. But the name is no doubt familiar Irene to you. Irene Adler. Uh, look her up in my index, Doctor. Yes, what? Adler. Adler. Mm, ah. Adler. Irene. She's a singer born in New Jersey in 58. Here. Uh, Contralto. Uh, hmm. La Scala. Hmm. Imperial Opera of Warsaw, yes. Retired from the operatic stage two years ago at the age of only 28. Now lives in London. Once celebrated throughout Europe as... as an adventuress. Uh, gotcha. Your Majesty, as I understand, became entangled with this um, person. Entangled? Yes. Yes, that is exactly the word. <laughs> That's three races in a row, Vili. What's the matter with you? The next time I buy you a horse, I'll do the choosing. The slowest one I can find. You just don't like being outridden by a woman. Or perhaps I, I'll give you something less exhausting. A yacht. I've always wanted a yacht. <laughs> what would you do with a yacht? Billy, there are things you can do on a yacht that you can't do on a horse. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> she was beautiful, elegant, clever. She was the most refreshing the most natural woman I'd ever encountered. And the most audacious. Ready, Vivi? Here I come. 
I really... Don't you like the suit? It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Is this some kind of a joke? What have you done to yourself? I thought we'd go for a stroll. These are my walking clothes. Do you expect me to appear in public with you looking like that? <laughs> for God's sake, woman, what will people say? Is that all you ever think about? Listen, my love, once I fix my hair, I can fool anyone. You're not serious. I'm perfectly serious. Now shut up and kiss me. Well? What are you waiting for? I want to remember this moment. <laughs> I never kissed a man before. And your majesty wrote this singular young lady some compromising letters and is now desirous of getting those letters back. But how could you possibly know that? <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I say that if certain individuals suspected that I even so much as spoke to that woman, the effects would be calamitous. Was there a secret marriage? No, none. No legal papers or certificates? None. Then I fail to follow, Your Majesty. If she should produce her letters, how is she to prove their authenticity? Because of her writing. Oh, but forgery. My private notepaper. Stolen. My own seal. Imitated. She has my photograph. Bought. We were both in the photograph. Oh, dear, that is very bad. Your Majesty has indeed committed an indiscretion. I was mad insane. The photograph is... Uh... Is particularly compromising. <laughs> this is a highly serious matter. Uh, uh, most certainly. You have placed yourself in a very difficult position. That photograph must be recovered. I have tried and failed. Burglars in my employ have ransacked her house. Huh? Her luggage has been diverted when she travelled. Twice she has been waylaid. Waylaid? There's been no result. You must pay. It must be bought. She will not sell. Indeed. And if blackmail is not the lady's aim... She proposes to ruin me. How? I am about to be married. So I have heard. To Clotilde Lothmann von Sachsen-Meningen, second daughter of the King of Scandinavia. A family of strict principles. Oh, strictest? The princess herself is the very soul of delicacy. A shadow of doubt as to my conduct would bring the matter to an end. <laughs> that must not be allowed to happen. And Irene Adler threatens to send them the photograph. And she will do it. I know that she will do it. She has a soul of steel. She has the face of the most beautiful of women and the mind of the most resolute of men. You're sure that she hasn't sent it already? Yes, I'm sure. She has said that she would send it on the day that the betrothal is publicly announced. That will be next Monday. Oh, then we have three days. That is very fortunate. I do have one or two matters of importance to look into just at the present. <laughs> Your Majesty has not told us everything. What do you mean? Why will she do this thing? Why does she wish to see you ruined? <laughs> you ask the obvious. She fell hopelessly in love with me. Rather than see me marry another woman, there are no lengths to which she would not go. Rather than see you marry another woman? Uh, well, somehow, somehow she gained the impression that... You proposed marriage to her? It was a joke, a fantasy. How could she not see that? Your Majesty will, of course, stay in London for the present. 
You, you will find me at the Langham Hotel as the Count von Kram. Of course. As to money. I would give one of the provinces of my kingdom to regain that photograph. Good Lord. And for present expenses? This bag contains 300 pounds in gold and 700 in notes. I do not require a receipt. And Mademoiselle's address? St. John's Wood. Here are the details. Do not fail me. <laughs> Holmes? Uh, a charming gentleman. I'm not sure that I do not approve of the lady's intentions. You're defending her, a woman of that sort? Watson, I'm interested in her motive, it's not her morals. Well, then, you willingly see her create an international scandal? It's possible that she has no intention of doing anything of the sort. She's certainly intelligent enough to know that the threat of exposure can be infinitely worse than the actuality. How can you possibly know that? To live a successful life outside the conventional boundaries of society requires intelligence as well as bravery. Mm. Well, if you feel that way, why did you accept the case? Because a man who's already tried burglary, theft and violence is only a small step from something more drastic. You can't mean that. A reigning monarch? Powerful interests are at work here, Watson. I believe I can resolve the situation with a minimum of fuss. Assuming you manage to recover the photograph. Oh, really, Doctor? And, uh, good night to you. Oh. Good night. Would you care to call tomorrow afternoon at three? With pleasure. Thank you. Excellent. I should value her chat with you then. Till tomorrow then. Uh, Holmes. It was good to see you again. Good night. Good night. Easy boy. Hold him, would you mate? Yeah, yeah. Easy there. That's better. Good boy, good boy. Yeah. You got away right enough. Why'd you lose your last place? A drink, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Just have to look at you. Bloody fool you are. It's not worth it. I know. Oh, I do. I've been off it two years now. See where I am. Good post, is it? Good mistress. Never had better. Treats me like I'm somebody. Know what I mean? I chuck over the blanket. Yeah. Here. Thanks. Uh, no chance of something here, I suppose. You know, a bit of, bit of casual. Yeah. You can give me a hand for a bit. I'll see you all right. Hang on. What? Listen. That's her. Nice, eh? Yeah. Nice. I had to look three times before I was sure it was you. One of your best. Oh, thank you, Doctor. I'm afraid your opinion isn't shared by the fearsome Mrs. Turner. She saw you done up like that. In the hall when I came in. It took me five minutes to convince her that I wasn't a burglar, and as soon as I'd succeeded, she announced her intention of 
Leaving this madhouse never to return. <laughs> Holmes, you're outrageous. Thank you. I take it you've been out to Irene Adler's house. Exactly. It's a bijou villa, two stories with stables at the side and a secluded avenue. Chubble locks on the door and window fasteners that a child could open. Did you find out anything else? Oh, yes. There's a wonderful Freemasonry among horsey men. Be one of them and soon you'll know all there is to know. Oh, in return for two hours of fetching and carrying, I received tuppence, two fills of shag tobacco and as much information as I could desire. And? She's turned all the men's heads down in that part and she's spoken of with considerable respect. She lives quietly, drives out at five each day and returns at seven sharp. And she has only one male visitor, but a good deal of him. Just a moment. Right. Go on. Mr. Godfrey Norton, dark, handsome and dashing, never calls less than once a day and often twice. He's a lawyer. A lawyer? Is she his client? And if she is, what are they planning? Exactly. Or is she his mistress? That was the next question to be answered. Was? You've answered it then? <laughs> I take it that's a yes. <laughs> After I'd exhausted my friend and the muse, I went round to the front of the house and lounged. Halfway through my first pipeful, things began to happen. Wait there, cabby, sir. It was Norton himself, exactly as he'd been described to me. He pushed past the maid with the air of a man who is thoroughly at home. That's your mistress's carriage. Hurry, girl. The maid rushed round the corner to the mews, and I could see Norton through the windows of the sitting room, pacing up and down and waving his arms. I was concerned about being so obvious an observer, but he ran straight past me when he emerged, and I doubt even registered my presence. The Church of St. Monica in the Edgeway Road. Half a guinea if you do it in 20 minutes. Right, you are, sir. Up there! Before Norton's cab had turned the corner, up drove my friend the coachman on a neat little landau, and before I could even think about concealing myself, Irene Adler had swept past me and climbed in. You saw her? What's she like? The Church of St. Monica, John. We must reach there before 12. Ma'am, up there! Holmes, what is she like? She is a lovely woman, Watson. With a face a man might die for. A face a man might die for? <clears throat> what did you do? I was just balancing whether I should run for it or whether I should perch on the back of her landau when a cab came through the street. The driver looked twice at such a shabby fare, but I jumped in before he could object. We drove like the devil, but the others were there before us. Forgive me, sir, but you must allow me to know my business. I tell you that it would not be valid. But it's well before twelve. What's your objection? That is not the only requirement the law demands. I'm sorry, but we simply cannot proceed. Oh. I lounged up the side aisle, keeping in the shadows. I would have sworn that they had no idea I was there, but she spun round and looked straight at me. Godfrey, over there. What? Oh, yes, uh, uh, you! Me, Governor? Uh, yes, you, uh, come here. Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, come on, move, man! <laughs> Yes, Governor. Miss Easy. Just stand there quietly, please. Well, man. Splendid. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in the sight of God. To Before I knew where I was, 
I was holding a ring and generally assisting in the secure tying up of Irene Adler Spinster to Godfrey Norton Bachelor. It was the most preposterous position I've ever found myself in. I was standing as close to her as I am to you. Closer. Did she suspect you? I do not believe so. After the ceremony, we exchanged a few words. What? Oh, there was no avoiding it. Congratulations to you both. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Come along then, Mrs. Norton. <laughs> oh, just one moment, Godfrey. Sir, please. Me, Mrs. Please, come here. Mom. I want to thank you for being there when we needed you. Ah, it's my pleasure, Malm. I think you were a lucky omen for our future. It was fate that brought you into the church. I, uh, I don't believe in fate, Mrs. Oh, my friend, don't you have any romance in you at all? Uh, I'll best be off, Malm. Uh, wait. Here. No, Mrs. I'm not a beggar. To please me. Oh, I'm obliged then, Malm. Good luck to you. And to you, my friend. What did she give you? A sovereign. Yeah. I mean to wear it on my watch chain in memory of the occasion. Uh -huh. This is a very unexpected turn of affairs. Well, there was still one more surprise to come. After being in such a palpable rush to get married, bride and groom proceeded to go their separate ways. He back to the inner temple and she to her home. She even plans to take her usual evening drive. I heard her say so. It's as if they wanted to keep the whole thing secret. If you were right about the King's intentions and they've somehow got wind of them, it could be that she feels safer as Norton's wife than as his mistress. Or was it no more than a sudden whim? Did she strike you as a creature of impulse? Holmes, we must act quickly. I need your cooperation this evening. I shall be delighted. You will require stealth, nerve, and accuracy. Accuracy? Yeah. Oh, one more thing. I trust you've no objection to breaking the law. of you to accompany me, young man. It's rare nowadays to encounter such courtesy. I fear you may find my conversation a little limited. Please, Holmes, leave it until we're there. <laughs> Having second thoughts, Watson? I suppose you do know that impersonating a minister of the church is a criminal offence. Yes, well, so is throwing a smoke rocket through somebody's front window. Well, you've already agreed to that. <clears throat> Look, are you really sure that the photograph is somewhere in the house? I don't believe she'd entrust it to somebody else. But the king had the house burgled. Chow, they didn't know how to look. How will you look? I will not look. Well, then, I'll get her to show me. Oh, this, is first. this is my pigs. Go on, get out of Holmes, here. this is not what I would call a quiet avenue. Look, spare a coin, sir. Spare a coin for an old soldier. Oh, you poor soul. Give him something, Doctor. Here you are, my man. Oh, God bless you, sir. And you too, Father. <laughs> Here comes the Landau. 
Good luck, Watson. And you. Here she comes. Huh. Let me open the door for you, Get lady. out of it. I was here first. Oh, I tell you were. What's going on? You looked at me. Don't make me laugh. Get away from my hey, carriage. Who are you calling a liar? Get your fist to yourself. John. Hey, clear off out of it. You heard the lady. Get off. Ow. John. Stop it! Stop it at once! This is common brawling! Madam, I shall escort you to the door. Pray, take my arm. Get lost, you old fool! Ah. Oh, oh, my God! You drinking idiot! I stand back there. Give him some air. John, is the gentleman all right? He's still breathing. Come on, get out of it! Clear off! Well, we can't leave him lying here. Kelp, bring him into the house. <sighs> Sir, sir, can you hear me? Uh, no. Let me look at those cuts. Turn your head this way. Uh, no, no. Madam, I beg you. It's nothing. But you're bleeding. Uh, a scratch. But, but, madam, you... Were you injured? Quite unscathed, I assure you. Oh, thank the Lord. They were roughs, madam. Well, they meant to have your purse. Well, they did not succeed. Thanks to you, my friend. We live in evil times. I do not understand it. This mad desire to do harm to others, it will destroy our civilization. Not while there is goodness and love in the world and brave gentlemen who think of others before themselves. Uh, and gracious ladies. <laughs> uh, amen to that, madam. Amen to that. <sighs> oh, no, my dear sir. Uh, here. Come, lift your head. Oh. Let me help you. Take a sip of this. Mm. Slowly now. Oh. I, I, I cannot breathe. I, I... I'll give you some air. <gasps> oh, do not try to stand. <laughs> what on earth? Fire, fire, madam. They're burning the house. Save yourselves. But, but this is ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Save yourself, madam. Don't alarm oh. yourself, my friend. This is just some sort of a stupid prank. I'll ring for someone. Oh, madam, I implore you. Your life is in peril. <coughs> You're right. We must get out. <coughs> Wait, I'll help you. Just one moment. It's a false alarm. What? What did you say? You were quite right. Look, madam, in the corner, there's some sort of smoke device, nothing more. Ah! You, you must tell them they will summon the engine. Will they indeed? Ah! There is no fire! It was a false alarm! Congratulations, Watson, a first-rate job. Doctor? Holmes, I don't think I've ever felt more heartily ashamed of myself. My dear fellow. When I saw that beautiful creature and the way she treated you... I thought you objected to her morals, Watson. Damn it, Holmes. She's a kind and graceful woman. And we were conspiring against her. Yes. Lay aside your scruples, Doctor. A job is a job, and it worked perfectly. You have the photograph? I know where it is, hidden behind a sliding panel, just above the right bell pole. And how did you find out? 
She showed me, as I told you she would. When a woman thinks that her house is on fire, her instinct is at once to rush to the thing which she values most. It's an overpowering impulse, and I've taken advantage of it several times. A married woman grabs at her baby, an unmarried one reaches for her jewel box. And you reasoned that she had nothing in the house more precious to her than that photograph. Exactly. And I was correct. Well, why didn't you secure it then and there? Well, it was too risky. If we're over hasty, it may well ruin everything. <laughs> Now, let's see if we can't find a cab. <laughs> I believe we've earned our dinner. <laughs> you realised, of course, that everyone in the street was an accomplice. Only after you'd given me the shock of my life, I really did think you'd been killed. Oh, what? Oh, I mean, what would I have said to the king? <laughs> there you are, driver. Thank you, sir. Walk off! Our quest is practically finished. I shall call back there tomorrow with the king. With the king? Yes, so I'm with you, if you'd care to come. Thank you. It's a well-run household. We shall be shown into the sitting room to await the lady. But I think it probable that when she comes, she may find neither us nor the photograph. Holmes, are you aware that we are being observed? Observed? Hmm. The young man in the Ulster. A few doors down. Oh, yes. Coming this way. Are you sure that Mrs. Watson isn't expecting you back tonight? Quite sure. She knows you too well. Good night, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Holmes? Someone you know? sure that we can get the photograph? I have hopes. Hopes? In your wire you said it was certain. Irene Adler is married. Married? Yesterday. To an English lawyer named Norton. <laughs> she cannot love him. Why ever not? Because she is still hopelessly infatuated with me. Why else does she pursue me so? Oh, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, I believe. I am Mr. Holmes. Indeed. My mistress told me you were likely to call. She left this morning with her husband for the continent. She has left England. All is lost. Uh, we shall see. So, really? Ah, now. Ah. Give me the photograph. Here. This is not the one. What? Holmes, this is a photograph of the lady by herself. So I observe, but this may explain matters. Yes, if you please. It is addressed to me. To you? Yes, to me. My dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes, you really did it very well. You took me in completely. Until after the alarm of fire, I had not a suspicion. But then, when I found how I'd betrayed myself, I began to think. Yet even after I became suspicious, I found it hard to think evil of such a dear, kind old gentleman as that clergyman. But you know I... Oh, what is this nonsense? What of the photograph? Uh, Watson. Mm. But you know, I have been trained as an actress myself. Male costume is nothing new to me, and I often take advantage of the freedom which it gives. 
Last night I followed my mysterious visitor to his door, <laughs> and so discovered just who it was who had taken such an interest in me. Good night, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. As to the photograph... Ah, at last. What does she say? As to the photograph, your client may rest in peace. Oh, thank God. The king may do what he will without hindrance from one whom he has cruelly wronged. I love and I'm loved by a better man than he. I leave a rather different photograph, which he may care to possess. What a woman. Uh, what a woman. Uh, yes, indeed. <clears throat> Holmes? Uh, thank you. Mr. Holmes, I know that you will understand that I keep the photograph only to safeguard myself against any steps which the king might take in the future. You will find the nest empty when you call, as I am sure you shall tomorrow morning. You, sir, are a formidable antagonist. I remain, dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes, very truly yours, Irene Norton, nay Adler. I am sorry that I have not been able to bring your majesty's business to a more successful conclusion. On the contrary, my dear sir, nothing could be more successful. I know that her word is inviolate. The photograph is now as safe as if it were on the fire. I'm glad to hear your majesty say so. <laughs> Pray tell me how I can reward you. Uh, this ring... Your majesty has something which I should value even more highly. You have but to name it. This photograph. <laughs> Irene's photograph? Well, certainly if you wish it. I thank your majesty. Then there is no more to be done in the matter. Ah, but what a woman. Did I not tell you how quick and resolute she was? Would she not have made an admirable queen, eh? Is it not a pity she was not on my level? From what I have seen of the lady, she seems indeed to be on a very different level to your majesty. I have the honour to wish you a very good morning. A remarkable individual. I would have permitted him to shake my hand. Good day, your majesty. And that was how a great scandal threatened the kingdom of Bohemia and how the best plans of Mr. Sherlock Holmes were beaten by a woman's wit. He used to make merry if ever I mentioned the cleverness of women, but I have not heard him do it of late. And when he speaks of Irene Adler, or when he refers to her photograph, it is always under the honourable title of the woman. In A Scandal in Bohemia, Sherlock Holmes was played by Clive Madison and Dr. Watson by Michael Williams. Irene Adler was played by Sarah Bedell and The King of Bohemia by Andrew Sachs. With Mary Allen as Mrs. Hudson, Jenny Howe as Mrs. Turner, Brian Miller as Norton, Danny Schiller as the priest, and Ian Lindsay as John. Other parts were played by members of the cast. 
The violinist was Leonard Friedman. A Scandal in Bohemia was dramatized for radio by Bert Cools and directed by Patrick Rayner. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening. <laughs>